Welcome to the Open Pantry Podcast for yet another episode. It is fantastic to have you on board, so thanks for tuning in. Uh, it's amazing to have, uh, as, I've, as I've talked about the last couple of weeks, uh, met with a lot of different guests and really wanted to get someone who is an aficionado in social media marketing and definitely getting more exposure for your business in a time that is critical for hospitality. Uh, so it's fantastic to have Brett Campbell from the Claxon Agency uh, co-founder. Hey, Brett, how are you? <laughs> it's a pleasure to be here. And it's funny, actually, that we're, I'm actually really excited about this podcast because, you know, you, you've sort of niched it in a specific arena mm-hmm. and the hospitality, the cafe, the restaurant um, scene has always been, I feel one day I'll be a part of or I'll be a part owner, like I won't own my own, but I hear that. I hear that a lot, Brett. So, (laughs) well, I've I've literally I've sat down and I've looked at this model because, again, I love food, right? Just as much as anyone, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. And I'm the type of guy that anytime I go anywhere, experience any service, right? Whether Mm -hmm. it's I'm buying a car or I'm doing whatever, I'm buying a house. So, like, I I always rate the process, the client journey, the client experience. So that's how I, you know, build business, right? Is essentially I start with looking at the client journey, the client experience, and and um, a cafe, I've, I've got half a dozen models in my mind that I'm like, oh, I just want to r- roll that out one day. So I'm really excited to, to, to talk about it here. Awesome, man. So maybe we, might, we both might learn something today, which is good. Um, look, I wanted to get you on because obviously there are a lot of people uh, in social media marketing, a lot of people in marketing design and all that kind of stuff. And, um, and I really like to do research on uh, my guests, especially, but especially when it comes to to marketing and social media because it is such a complex field and I think for a lot of hospitality owners especially the last 10 years where social media has um, popped up as being critical to their marketing uh, their marketing plan is something they sort of put to the side and that kind of stuff and that's that's why I wanted to get someone of your caliber on because I, I really I know you really believe in the digital digital social media marketing space and how to really get cut through so how did you start out in the industry yourself? Yeah, so I started out with a desire to, I was in a job that I didn't like. I was an apprentice cabinet maker and I was doing it for years and I had enough and I was like, you know what, I'm going to go to university now and and become a physiotherapist or a fitness trainer or whatever. And I only lasted a year at uni because it was just too slow for me. You know, I'm, I'm quite an, um, you know, move as fast as I possibly can. I, yes. I, I go to university and I'm like, how do I finish a four-year degree in, a, in two years, you know, I, I finished my apprenticeship in three years because I was like, I'm not waiting four years. And I, I yes. sort of you know, pushed my way through to finishing early, which is an entire different story. But what it led to was um, I ended up jumping on an airplane. I, I grew up in New Zealand, moved from New Zealand to the Gold Coast here in Australia mm-hmm. and started to be a fitness trainer, right? So I left uni uh, when I'd only been there for a year, I had three years left and I was already a qualified personal trainer wow. um, before my friends went back for their second year of uni. So I was already in a gym working, doing what I wanted to do and I didn't have to wait three more years, right? Yeah, awesome. Uh, so I was, the only reason I was doing the fitness training though was because I had a passion for it personally. Like I loved it. I was a you know, young guy wanting to mm-hmm. put on muscle and look good and you know all mm-hmm. of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, why don't I just do this for a job? Um, quickly realized again, it wasn't really the job that I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was the gateway. It was the gateway to, to where we are today, right? And, mm-hmm. and I was walking past my flatmate's computer uh, one evening as I was walking out to go and train clients for my evening spell. And uh, 
I looked at a computer and there was an ebook on the on the screen and I didn't even know what an ebook was. I was like, what's that? Uh, is that a PDF? Because I remember writing something like that at uni. <laughs> um, and she's like, yeah, I just bought it. It's a workout program from a guy in America. It cost me $37. I was like, what? Wow. I was like, that whole make money while you sleep bloody conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The passive this income kind of thing. Asleep right now. Yes. It was like 2 a.m. for him in the morning and he just sold a product. I was like, what? How do I do that? So I became literally obsessed with figuring out how do I take my products, my service, my message. It was more my message first of what I wanted to put out there and how do I make money online? And yeah, right. That was around 2008, really, when the, the online space was sort of starting to, mm-hmm. to gain a little bit of traction. Mm-hmm. Bit of the wild, wild west. Still yeah. sort of remains the wild, wild west, just covered nicely with nice graphics and nice video quality right now. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> but it was the desire to figure it out. So, you know, I um, ended up creating you know, dozens of online workout training programs and um, built a fastest growing fitness franchise here in Australia at its time. Master's mm. Growing Fitness Certification Company to certify personal trainers. And it was all because I figured out online lead generation. I figured out how to put my message, I positioning my message in front of the right person at the right time, saying the right thing. Mm. And that's, that's what I truly believe is the fundamental um, lifeline of any business. It's the lifeblood of any business. And to your point at the very start there, you said, you know, a lot of businesses don't take it seriously and they don't. They really don't. They think marketing is sort of like a side hobby or a project that we might start doing when we really need it. No, yes. no, no. You need it first so you don't end up being desperate and you really need it. Yes. Right. So it was the obsession of figuring it out. I used Facebook advertising really. I, I owe a lot to Mark Zuckerberg. You know, I used the platform. I leveraged it. I used every, every opportunity that was there organically when organic was working. You know, I built an ecosystem of hundreds of fan pages, you know, um, posting dozens of times a day, yeah, getting millions and millions of reach, and then all of a sudden that fell off the cliff because the organic reach sort of died, and there's you know Facebook reach reach critical mass. There's you know hit their first billion, first billion users at the time, and then it sort of the reach algorithm just stopped, and then Drops, the same yeah. thing happened at two billion, and now we're actually at latest um, stats, two point six billion users on Facebook. That's a lot of wow, people. Wow, that's a lot of people. Um, and <laughs> Then I decided Facebook advertising to my nature, right? Which sort of says a lot about me. I was like, how do I get these results but quicker? Mm. Right? How do I get this quicker? <laughs> you know, and, and I started using Facebook ads and I was spending pay on it and you know, to a point where I ended up spending millions of dollars in Facebook ads, generating hundreds of thousands of leads, tens of millions of dollars in revenue. And then, then um, people, business owners, friends were going, hey, how are you doing this? Yeah, there was right. no courses, like there was no like there was no instructional manual on how you do this stuff because it was no. so new. Yes. Even Facebook didn't even know how to do it because they were they were building it. They were going, yeah, working out their algorithms. Yeah, mm. yeah. Let's see how people use it, and then we can maybe figure out how we can use it ourselves, right? Sure. Um. So I was on the coal face. I was figuring it out. Um. And then a lot of businesses were saying, "How do you do this?" And I was like, "Well, let me coach and mentor you." So I started coaching and doing a lot of advising, and um. And then I was like. And you can lead a horse to water. You can even jump on the horse's head, put the head under the water, but you can't make them drink it still, right? Mm-hmm. And that's sort of what was happening. I was giving people my best strategies. I was like, here's how I do it. Here's an ad that I use. Here's one ad. Like, I remember speaking at events. I'm like, here's the exact ad. Here's the exact targeting that I do. Go and do it. And I was giving it to my competitors. I was like, go and do it. Yeah, right. Some people would do it. So 
it led to then people going, you know what? Um, can you just do it for me? And I was like, no, I can't. I'm, you know, I've got multiple businesses and yeah, right. you know, I'm, I'm doing this stuff myself. Mm -hmm. um, but then it was like over about a two year period where it was like, can you do it? Can you do it? I was like, there's a need for this. There's a massive need for this. Mm -hmm. um, and there's no one really out there being able to provide that need right now. So, um, you know, at the time started um, Campbell Media Group, which was right. now evolved into in the last 12 months into Klaxon. You know, so mm -hmm. we're a digital growth agency, multi-award winning. Um, you know, we've, we've won a number of awards, but more importantly, we've had success for our clients. And I think that's, that's the most important thing. So mm. that's where we are today. You know, I've got a couple of, couple of different agencies, brother, sister agency, um, supporting everything from small business, you know, the Mar and Par fish and chip shop all the way up to the fortune 500, you know, doing billions in revenue. So yeah. um, got a very, very interesting um, perspective over the landscape of business. Yeah. You know, so it's, um, yeah, it's, it's a nice, nice position. Yeah. And that's why I wanted to have you on because obviously your case studies speak for themselves uh, on your website. I was really excited by that. Um, uh, and I implore people to have a look at it because um, there's some really good information with some great brands there. Where, where do you see the hospitality landscape at the moment in the way of marketing and how do you think uh, hospitality brands can get cut through with so many um, so many SMEs who are, who are trying their hardest to do good content at the moment, which is purely just transactional sales driven to, in order to, you know, stay afloat. Yeah. But I don't, I don't think um, enough of them are focusing on their brand at the same time. So how do you, how do you think, you know, what, what do you think about that comment by the way? And also, you know, what, what do you think cut through, uh, cut, how cut through can be achieved at the moment? Yeah. Um, there's multiple different, situations right there's the people who right now are unfortunately they can't open their doors they don't have the resource to open their doors to even mm -hmm. start selling yep right? so there's that bucket there's also the bucket that people do have their doors open and they are you know um, doing pickups and certain deliveries and some have pivoted well and and some like one of my local cafes down here every sunday i go down to it still they just turn their their breakfast into um into you know, to go meals and yeah, there's right. a line, there's people lining up to, they're probably making more money and profit because they don't have 12 staff running around. Yeah. You know, delivering really meals. Mm -hmm. So it depends on what bucket you're in. Cause, and I'm very mindful as well when I provide advice, cause I could provide advice to one bucket and the other buckets, but that doesn't fit for me. Right. So mm -hmm. um, please be aware when I'm providing advice, there's context to everything. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I think, the best place to start is really looking at the landscape and the situation that we're currently in. Sure. And where do you fall with inside that bucket? Right. Because mm -hmm. I feel that I personally feel the situation that's happening now with COVID-19 is an ultimate reset for businesses. Mm. It's the opportunity to go one. Do you even want to continue in this space? Right. Do yep. you even want to continue your cafe? Do you even want to stay in your restaurant? Are you sure you want to franchise it now or not franchise it? Like really use this time to sit down and go, what do I want to do? Yep. That's the first thing. You could jump down the rabbit hole and start doing some marketing tactics and it's just going to keep pushing you along to the inevitable one day. Mm -hmm. you know, it takes you to have a heart attack before you're like, okay, finally I'm going to get rid of the business. Right. So I, I, I really like to spend a bit of emphasis on that up front because mm -hmm. there's a lot of people who shouldn't, shouldn't go back and open their doors. Yeah, the users is the ultimate reason, but I get it. You got to live, and we're going to do all this stuff. But there's ways, right? Um, so, firstly, get super clear on it. 
Secondly is use this opportunity to really be brutally honest about your business, mm. right? Ask yourself, where does our business lack? Where does, if we look at the customer journey for a moment, mm-hmm. what opportunities are there? What have we always wanted to implement? Have we always, maybe you're still running an old system and your, your waiters are taking orders on paper, right? Yes. Yep. Maybe it's time to go, hey, let's get that new iPad system in there, the new app system that can tell us how many like bacon and egg rolls we sold on a Saturday, mm-hmm. you know, how many um, eggs Benedict meals we sold this Sunday. You know, and then it starts to give you data as a business. You're like, oh my God, we only sell three of the sausage, sausage um, crank skis on, on Sunday, but you still got it on your order. You still like it yeah. gives you an opportunity to really assess your business, right? Get yeah. a fine tooth comb. I, I, I have an exercise I call the CSI investigator, right? You go in with your CSI investigation. You've ever watched a TV show CSI? Mm-hmm. I always like to call out Horatio, you know, just when he comes in, he's got his head on the side. Be Horatio, right? Yes. Get in there and look at this and go, wait on, there's something here. Use that time to really check out what's happening. What would you have liked to improve? Design what you would call your dream outcome. Mm. Design your dream restaurant or your dream cafe right now. Don't worry about how you're going to do it because that's where people stop because they're like, but, but Brett, if I do that, it's going to, there's $250,000 that I need. I'm like, cool, don't worry about that right now. Because mm. I'll tell you what, if you've got the right idea, you've got the right product, that's how I'm going to become an owner in a cafe soon. Do you know yes. what I mean? Like, <laughs> It'll work. Yeah. People out there who have money to invest or maybe they've got equity and you know sweat equity or knowledge to be able to help you grow. And I think now is an opportunity for a lot of businesses, especially cafe owners. And I, the universe certainly delivers here because I was talking about this for like an hour yesterday on, a, on another podcast. Mm. I believe this industry, the cafe and restaurateur industry, outside of the anomalies who are, you know, franchise or then they're, they're, they're building big companies, right? They're not really the restaurateur type scenario. Mm-hmm. But there's so much opportunity to find out where's your weaknesses. Like, where do you ask yourself, where do I suck in business? Yeah. Like, where does, where does our business get let down? Mm-hmm. Now, is it invoicing? Is it marketing? Is it the customer journey? Mm-hmm. Is it the actual facility? Is it the meals? Is it our chefs? Is it the service? What is it? Yep. Really break it down and go, what really does suck here and how do we mm-hmm. improve it? Or what areas are you lacking in, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe you don't have a strategic vision for your business. Because I get it. A lot of people open up cafes and restaurants because they're like, I just love, I've always wanted to own my cafe and I, I love food and I'm, and this is a beautiful menu that I've always wanted. And I like mm-hmm. to source all the fresh ingredients and fucking beautiful. Yeah, exactly. That's great. But that's not going to run a business. No. If you don't know how to run a business. I would highly recommend seeking out people who are entrepreneurial or who are business people and maybe look to partner with these people. Mm. And give up a bit of your cafe. Yeah. Okay, you don't you, you can still own hundred percent of your cafe, but you could give away five four or five percent of your revenue, monthly mm-hmm. gross revenue. Yep. For someone to help grow and steer and you're only gonna give away what you're earning on top of anyway, right? Yeah. So there, there's people out there, is what I'm saying is there's opportunities for you to maybe look at your business model and go, maybe we need a restructure, maybe we need to bring in a partner. You know, maybe I need to bring in a fifty fifty owner and we actually build this thing together, someone who's a marketer. Like I I've got a lot of business friends who, you know. Um, a couple of my friends, they own a cosmetic agency. 
Mm-hmm. So a cosmetic clinic, they're not plastic surgeons. Yep. They wouldn't know what to do. <laughs> but they've got multiple doctors working for them and mm. you know they're a prestige agency, right? Mm-hmm. So there's opportunities for people out there right now, and especially in the hospitality space, I believe, to mm-hmm. if if this hadn't happened, you wouldn't have had this potential time freedom right now that we've been gifted to stop and have a bit of a think. Yeah, I totally agree. Stop and have a bit of a think. Look at the opportunities. Look at what would your dream experience be? What would you want this thing to look like? Map it out. Map it out. Design it. Right? Mm-hmm. Then what you've got is you've, you've effectively got something that you could potentially even go to investors with. Yeah, you and know? build the actual you know? brands, you know? Mm. Absolutely. Mm. You know, there's, there's a lot of opportunity then. To your point around people aren't focusing on their brand, I... I certainly don't see many in, in average, uh, uh, you know, cafes and, and restaurants don't, they're not really brand heavy. Yes. Right? They, they, they don't focus on how do we become this, you know, big, something bigger than food. Your brand is bigger than food. It's the, it's the, can I just stop you there, Brett? Do you have an understanding of why that is? <laughs> because I thought, you know, when I started sort of consulting three or four years ago, um, I couldn't understand, especially with platforms like Facebook and Instagram at that point, that everyone is pretty much posting the same thing, yep. right? The same coffee, the same eggs Benedict, the same hotcakes. Um, but there was no real brand differential and there was no way that they were showcasing how their brand was different. Like, why do you think that's something that most cafes, especially cafes, don't focus on? Because it's a follow the leader mentality. And I get it. Because right. mm. when, when you don't know, you don't know. You're like, oh, what's the, what are they doing? Oh, that looks cool. I like their Instagram feed. I'm going to post all the meals. And yeah. I, I think you should be posting all the meals and doing all of that stuff. Yeah. But I'm yet to see a cafe literally do videos of how each meal's made, like a sped up fast video. And yes. I didn't come up with that idea. Tasty had been doing that on their videos on their food page for ages. Yeah. We, I have a food company. I have a food business as well. Um, it's more in the, the, mo- well, it's the mobile app space, you know, mm-hmm. recipes and so forth. Mm-hmm. And we leverage ideas from other people. Mm. Right? And that, that's the beautiful thing about it. But even to that point, it's the, um, the, the double-edged sword here is when you don't know, you don't know. So it's really hard. Like, it's cool when, when people are listening to this and they're like, oh, that's actually a really good idea. Maybe, maybe right now when we don't have any customers, yes. there's the week that we need to get into the restaurant, get a camera, pay a couple of grand if you can, of course. Again, if you mm-hmm. can't, do it on your iPhone to start with, right? Mm-hmm. Film every meal being made. Now mm-hmm. all of a sudden your content is different than other people's content. Yep. Now it's not the first time food has been... Um, filmed right but in a cafe it, like i haven't seen a local cafe around here or any cafe do that yeah right so totally agree. You start thinking differently right and and, mm-hmm. and separating your content from everyone else's yeah so, it, something i want to speak to there because i used to struggle with this as well and i used to hear a lot of marketers say that you have to be different and mm. you know like everyone's posting food so does that mean you should not post food right you know um what do you do? How do you be different? Yeah. And it's okay with being similar in some spaces. You just need to be doing it a lot more. You need to be seen a lot more. Right. This is the, the secret is this, is to be heard. 
Mm. Right? Mm -hmm. Be heard, be front of mind consistently. Because mm -hmm. if you're seeing my stuff more than my competitors, then I'm going to naturally think your stuff, even though my competitors might have something very similar. Right? And I hope this is going to, this is going to um, lend a lot of um, relaxation to a lot of businesses listening to this going, you don't have to, you don't have to go out there and come out of the gates with a totally different, never seen before strategy. Okay. That's yes. not what you have to do here. Yes. You just need to do what you need to do enough to put the right message in front of the right person at the right time saying the right thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, when we talk about branding, there is a, there is a touch to it, right? There's a, a look and a feel of your brand. It's the colors of, that you're utilizing. It's like if you're taking meals, if you're taking photos of your meals, be consistent with, is it a nice bright white background or is it a nice green background? Is it plants? Be consistent so that someone sees and goes, that looks like uh, Brett's Cafe mm. photos, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. The branding, the fonts that you use, stop using A4 pieces of paper and writing on them with text and putting it on the front windows. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> is that is that your biggest peeve as a marketer walking past venues with I'm telling you I with, walked past one the other day right? yes and I I could like there's about six piece six A4 pieces of paper one stacked on top of each other with a message yes and it started off really dark red and by the time they got to the bottom the text had run out of ink and it was like it had slowly faded I was like oh man <laughs> It's the side of the times, really, isn't it? You know, we can't even afford a text. That's the person generally who's falling into a bucket, who's trying their best. They're doing the best with what they've got. Mm. They're probably not listening to these type of podcasts. Because if they did, they go, oh, actually, yeah, it's probably a good idea. Maybe I should invest $20 into an ink cartridge. Yes. And, put, you know, $20 into an ink cartridge and get some nice printed pieces of A4 cardboard. Yes. It looks like a million dollars. Yes. Um, so again, there's, there's a lot of things to, to look at, but I feel from a basic branding perspective, um, colors is, is important. Stick to your own simple color palette, stick to your own. Um, but brand is not just your font either. It's not a font or a logo yeah, or, or totally a color right. scheme. It's what does your brand stand for, mm -hmm. right? So what does your brand actually stand for? Like you go to our website, you know, plexon.agency and you'll you'll see that we've got a brand, a strong brand. I'm sitting right here right now. I'm in a, I'm in a Klaxon t-shirt talking to you. I'm I like branding. that t-shirt, by the way. It's good. Right? Red. Oh, nice. <laughs> so we've, got, we've got red, we've got yellow, we've got blue, nice. uh, black, and white. Those are That's our major color palette. So mm -hmm. part of that, we've chosen multiple colors is because we are a bold and we're a bright and we're a fun agency, right? It, it all fits in. You come into our office, we've got red, yellow, blue, black, white bean bags. Right, yeah, like nice. mm. you walk in and you not you feel like there's something. A brand can hug you without you knowing you're being hugged. Mm. Okay, think yeah. about that. You walk into like a Louis Vuitton store. You walk in and you just feel like the shop is hugging you. It's mm. a good point. Right? Mm -hmm. You walk into Macca's, you feel like it's punching you, but it's 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 a brand, right? <laughs> At least it's consistent, you know, and it's, it's messaging. Yeah, beautiful. Mm. You, and this is, goes back to the point that I said a little bit earlier about. It's more than food. McDonald's is not food, but they're the best branded food business there is. Mm -hmm. 100%. Best. 100%. No one beats it. Like no. it's, it's Lee, it's miles above anyone. Mm. You know, yeah. is it the most optimal? Well, maybe not, but it's, it's debatable, but man, that they are on point every time they do it. 
absolutely and they're constantly innovating right. which is yeah with the consistency and tone and message and all that kind of stuff so yeah, the, the images of their food that they put out you mm-hmm. see a photo of it and you're like oh my god i want to eat that big mac <laughs> like, but yeah. when you get the big mac it might not necessarily be yeah. the same as it but we've learned to be okay with that yeah it's yeah it's conditioning right? yeah it's exactly. conditioning it's mm. branding it's on point it's the same same look same feel it's consistent right that's mm-hmm. what brand Brand is consistent. Mm. No, I love people that. like familiarity, right? People mm-hmm. like familiarity. The reason why people are freaking out right now over this COVID is because we are living in the most uncertain times that we have ever lived in. Mm. If you don't have a brand, your business is uncertain to your consumer. I like that. It might be the first time I've ever said that, but I, I think that's yeah, that really I like that. Right? Mm. If you don't have a brand, your brand is uncertain. Like there's mm. no familiarity. There's no, like, what, what's the connection here? Yeah. What do you stand for? What do you represent? Why would I shop with you? Yeah. Like if you go, if you have your set hairdresser and you go to their shop every time and it's a different interior, you'd be like, whoa, geez, this is a shock to me. Unless you, that's your surprise and you want to go in for that. But mm. it's differentiation sometimes, you know, and by not being, consistent with what your messaging is not consistent with your delivery like if you have a cafe and some of your waiters walk up and offer water straight away and some don't that's a that's a problem Mm. yeah exactly your water bottles are just those blue water bottles that have been painted and you can see the blue paint falling off them get some new bottles like it just looks crappy right i don't mean but it, it does it looks cheap Mm. And unless that's your business and you're going for five dollar all, all you can eat breakfast, cool. Mm. You know? But you can also you can also go to IKEA and buy a one dollar clear jug that looks nice. Mm. Right? So perception is another thing with brand as well. Mm-hmm. You don't have to spend billions millions of dollars on a brand for it to, to look and feel great. Totally agree. You just need to uh-huh. yeah, you just need to be consistent. Be consistent. Mm. And now there's no more there's no better time right now for any any hospital owner, business owner, and business owners in general to sit down and take an audit of where they're currently at. Yeah. Yeah. I totally never, agree. Never, I hope you I hope so. You'll never be gifted this time ever again. And for a lot of people, they needed the force. So when we when we built Campbell Media Group originally, at the first um, we did a daily vlog every day of building it for the first 12 months because I wanted to see cool. you know, the any of it right mm-hmm. and and uh, i remember episode 50 so day 50 we went mm-hmm. to bounce and um took the team to bounce and i ended up walking out of there i hit my foot on the on one of the walls i was like ah oh, that hurts <laughs> that night i wake up at about 3 a.m my foot just throbbing i couldn't move i'm i get pulled down the stairs into the car into a wheelchair and i'm in a and and i've done something to my foot oh wow and i was like oh my gosh now if you know anything about metaphysics and you know, I'm a big believer in the universe and it, and it not in a woo woo space, but sometimes the universe needs to give us things really big to make us pay attention. So mm. things, big things need to really happen for me to, to really pay that extra level of attention. I feel yeah. like I'm quite aware and I can see things and I have the ability to move on the fly. Yes. Sometimes these things need to just stop you. And for me, I was, my leg was up for 30 days. That was, wow. if you look at anything around metaphysics, around the foot and, and injuries around feet. And because there was no break, there was no sprain, 
There was no ligament damage. It was weird, but my foot was swollen. I couldn't even move. Wow. And, and it was literally a reset for me to go, hey, Brett, you need to slow down. Right, you're moving yeah. too fast. Yeah. Things are happening. Like I was literally doing you know, 15, 16, 17 hour days, 50 days straight, and I was exhausted. Yeah. Yeah. And I needed, that, I needed that injury to happen. And if you look at the human body and biology and physiology and all of that, a lot of our injuries happen because of specific things that are happening in our lives and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, you just got to pay attention. Mm. right this right now we use this COVID situation quite differently so three weeks ago i was sitting in my accountant's office and we're signing documents for a brand new company yeah out of this out of this we've built an entire new sister agency Mm. and we did it to cater to businesses that we couldn't necessarily cater to with klaxon Mm. so we created pure adwords which is a, a google only business which now allows us to be able to support smaller businesses that we weren't necessarily able to support because they didn't have budgets to be able to work with us at that level of social media that is required for it to work. Sure. Because it's mm-hmm. an investment. Anytime you have any piece of creative, there's an investment because there's time, there's effort, there's energy. Mm. But never, never so much in, in the hospo industry that you, you have to be a visual business in order for it to really pop and work and for you to be successful there needs to be that visual aspect to it yep yep so there's an investment involved in it Mm. so when you're working out this dream plan go to a consultant or someone who knows and if if they know how to build and grow businesses they don't necessarily have to have built cafes or restaurants before you know it's shown up i'm sure you'll you'll be able to help you out you know work on a strategy on okay you guys need to actually now what we need to do is we need to actually we need fifty thousand dollars for this to to work because we need to hire a floor manager or we need to hire you know uh, um, a marketing team or we need to hire you know we need to purchase the point of sale um software or whatever it is you Mm -hmm. need to look at this and go if you're gonna if you're gonna go back and put yourself through all the the heartache that it is sometimes with running a small business. It's also very, you know, a very therapeutic thing because it's your own baby, right? Yeah. But if you're going to go back and you're going to put yourself in that space, why not go back and do it properly? Mm-hmm. Do it properly. Give, give your business, give your prospective customers and your future customers who don't know about you yet, mm-hmm. do it for them. Yep. Yeah, exactly. What would they want to see? Mm. Absolutely. Mm. Mm. So let's um, let's move on because I want to talk about two platforms which have um, their organic reach at the moment um, is 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 growing and is pretty insane the last sort of twelve months and that being TikTok and LinkedIn. I know that every single restaurant and cafe will play most of their time in Instagram, especially in Facebook. Do you think there's an opportunity here for restaurants and cafes to use? platforms like TikTok and like LinkedIn, which are polar opposites in platforms um, and audience and usage um, in order to get some cut through in these kind of times, Brett? I would say to the general public, um, for for people who are appealing to the general public, TikTok, you could certainly leverage. Mm -hmm. TikTok is, uh, let me me, um, share a joke with you, knock, knock. Who's there? Smell mop. Smell mop. Smell mop who? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yes. So, I smell mop who. Right? <laughs> I 
I did that to my wife. I recorded it. I put it on TikTok. It had over a hundred thousand views. Right. Right. Okay. Yes. Now, <laughs> right now, TikTok, TikTok is a place where people just want to go and check out. It's addictive. Have you been on it? Yeah, 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 absolutely. It's actually yeah. very addictive, dangerously. Mm. Addictive. I think probably more addictive than any other app that I've ever seen. Yeah, I agree. It's mm. an endless scroll mm. of bits of dopamine, like fast, because it's like bang, nah, I don't like that. What's the next one? Yeah, it's it's just an endless scroll, and and I must say they do well with their algorithm to give you the consumer what you want. Yep. Because my wife's TikTok feed is completely different to mine. Sure. Completely. Mm -hmm. She sees a lot of animals and, you know, a lot of fitness um, people and, you know, the dancers. Mm -hmm. I see a lot of the crazy stuff, the, you know, the, the, the funny jokes, the injuries. (laughs) (laughs) Now, now, obviously because I'm a male, she's a female. Hopefully that's, that's probably what it is. Or maybe my consumption is a bit different. But the point I'm making here is it is a very addictive um, platform right now. Mm. Now, I wouldn't recommend to anyone just to create a unique TikTok platform product right now where you can literally, what you create in Insta, for Instagram or even Facebook, you could literally at a bare minimum, you could create one piece of content and just post it on all three of them. Is yeah, it right. optimal? Mm-hmm. Probably not in the long run, but you don't have a marketing team. You don't have a full-time you know, um, chief marketer who's, or a social media manager or any, any of those things. You just need to start off where you can and, and that would be for me go back to my point there if anyone runs with this film you making all of your videos film you making all of your meals yes put them on tiktok yeah Dense it down to a 60 second video mm. or if you want to get even more inventive create the whole thing in 60 seconds right yes and then cut the video up into two parts right part one right. is you part one is you making it mm-hmm. and then to see the final product, go watch part two. And part mm. two is still on your channel, but people have to muse around your channel. Yes, exactly. So you're creating interaction. Yeah, right? they have to actually follow you to actually get to get the next step. Yeah. Well, not even follow you. They just have to go back to your newsfeed to find it. Because if, oh, okay. mm. if someone's just watched 30 seconds of your video and they're like, oh, this looks nice. Oh, oh, where's the final product? Oh, gosh. Oh, go see part two for the final product. Mm. Right. That's just one one little tactic on how you could literally take one piece of you just filming your video, filming a video of you making a meal. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Even if you go how to, even if you did a video on how to create the perfect poached egg. Yes. Like that would be a video within itself. Yeah. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. How do you actually make? I don't even still know how to really make the perfect one. Should I use a bit of vinegar in the water? Do I stir it? What do I do? Like I don't mm. really know. Mm. I'm not the only person. No, it's not, there's lots of different methods I can imagine. How, so, yeah. how, to, how to test your boiled egg. You know, throw it against the wall, throw it on the floor, have some fun. Like, there's a lot you can do. It doesn't have to be necessarily about your business. If you want to be the fun, the quirky, and again, mm. this ties back to brand. Yes. Find out yeah. what your brand is. What do you want your business to look and feel like? And then every other piece of content around that fits in with it. Mm. All right. Yep. At the moment, I'm writing a script for one of our um, a, a major video that we're going to be putting out, mm-hmm. and it's gonna it hits on everything about our brand. Yeah, right. Fun, quirky, results driven. You know, able to sort of push the barriers, and you'll you'll be able to see that without us saying that. Because mm-hmm. everything everything you see about us says everything about us. 
That's interesting. Right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Everything someone sees about your business, it says everything about your business. Yes. Yeah. 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 Do you think a lot of restaurateurs and cafe owners get that, Brett? No, not at all. Mm. And that this is why I want to be talking about this stuff because I I know there'll be someone listening to this and they'll be like, ah, I get it. Okay, I get it now. Mm. Right? Because mm. what you started out as a passion or something that you just wanted to do or maybe you took over the family business, you need to look at this and go, are you and could you even survive this happening next time if we actually had to shut down for two months? Yeah, yeah. But what's stopping you spending a day sitting down and mapping out a contingency plan of what happens if this happens again? How do we do this? For some people, this has opened up another resource stream because you never did delivery, but now you can do delivery. Yeah. Or you never did right. take home meals, but now you can, or you never Absolutely. did cooking classes before, take- but in six months time, you might be able to do paid ones. You know, like it's yeah. very interesting. Like people right now, you need, you need to serve and I'll give you some, some tactics on, on what people could potentially do right now. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. So right now people are spending time at home. Mm-hmm. Right? Most families are at home eating together. Yep. That's not always the case. Mm-hmm. Dad might be late, mum might be late, kids got footy training, whatever. Right? So not always that happens. So why not create like a family menu on your, on your actual menu right now? Mm-hmm. You, know, you, you might have a beautiful mince and toast meal, right? For mm-hmm. one, but it's like create the, the bulk family version, family of four. Mm-hmm. You know, where you can come in and pick it up and, and serve it. Like mm. be different. Don't create different product offerings for your for your community or for your clients. And this comes back to I, I want to make sure every single cafe and business owner does this because it, it grates me every time I don't get to do this. Yep. Is whenever anyone, and this is why you need a point of contact, a point of sale software at the very mm-hmm. least, right? Mm-hmm. Or at the very least, get an iPad and put it next to your till. Okay. Mm-hmm. Go and buy an iPad or go and buy a cheap $100 Ace pad or whatever from Microsoft. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Right? Get, get a device that allows you to hook to the internet. Have a page there that says become one of our VIP members, right? Mm-hmm. By signing up, you're going to get 5 or 10% off your meal right now. Mm-hmm. An incentive for someone to want to jump on board. Mm-hmm. They need to put their name, email, phone number in it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Name, email, phone number. They took a box saying, yes, I'd like to find out about more discounts and new meals and be a beta beta meal tester. You know, every, once every Thursday night, you do come and try our new menu and you're a VIP, whatever, right? Again, this is yeah. just ideas. Mm-hmm. But you can see how you can take one little idea and you can grow it. Yep. All of a sudden, every person that purchases from your restaurant, they have given you their details. Mm-hmm. Right now, you wouldn't be in the hurt locker if you are right now as much as you are right now if you had have collected these details because you could have pre-COVID say, hey, send out an email. Just want to let you know this, what a crazy time that's happening right now. We want to let you know that we're going to be here. We're going to be working tirelessly in our kitchen. We're going to be offering takeaway meals or we're going to be doing this. We're going to be working hard over the next few days to come up with best inventions. Do you have any ideas for us? Let us know. Mm, like, all of a sudden you've crowdsourced an idea where some... 10 families email you and go, yeah, well, actually family meals would be great. And you're like, oh my God, family meals. Let's do some family meals. Yeah, yeah. Now all of a sudden you've got resource that can at least keep the doors open through this period. Mm-hmm. Right? But cafes and restaurants that do not take your data, it, it, you've basically, you've, and I see this industry-wide, but you're literally 
letting a customer go. Yes. You are putting all the money on the bank that that meal is going to be the meal. To get them back. Mm. To get them back. Mm. Now imagine if you had this thing set up, you put your name and email, phone number, and then, you know, five minutes later, after I've paid for my meal, I get an email saying, Brett, thank you so much for, for hanging out with us tonight. Mm-hmm. We really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, your waiter, Josie, blah, 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 whatever. You know, it was a great time. You know, please, we'd love your feedback. Can you please give us a five-star review mm-hmm. if, if you felt it warranted or give us a comment? Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, imagine this on numbers, right? Let's assume you got 100 customers a day. Mm. Right? Let's just do Saturday, Sunday. Yes. Right? Saturday, Sunday, you got 200 customers, mm-hmm. right, at the least. Mm-hmm. And let's say 180, then put their details in. Most people will. You'll get over 80% easily, right? Mm-hmm. Put their details in. And then out of that, let's say out of the 180 people, let's just even say 30 people gave you a review. Mm. Mm-hmm. 30 people just gave you a five-star review. Cafes don't even have 30 reviews, a lot of them. No, not at all. You know what I mean? Like, mm. hey, be sure to follow us here on Instagram. It's where we put up all our awesome videos, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. that we're talking about here. It's, yep. it's an ecosystem. So it's not just an ad or it's a social media post. It's how do we build a strategy that is going to get our clients to come back? Mm. How do we leverage every transaction that we've had? Mm. Why do you think, because what, what you're saying right now, Brett, is logical. <laughs> Create a CRM database, make sure you talk to your consumers, um, you know, do social media as best you can. Don't try and overthink it, just start. Why don't at least 50% of businesses do those things? Because it's the same reason, mate, I don't know how to cook a poached egg. Yeah. Properly. Yeah. I can figure it out. I've, I've cooked poached eggs. Yes. But that's, that's the thing. It's education. Mm. It's easy to me because I eat, sleep, breathe, and think strategy. I eat, sleep, breathe solving problems. I'm born to solve problems. So it comes easy to me, and I have to be very aware of that. You know, hence yes. why I, I preface this whole conversation by saying what I'm about to say, you know, is, is needs, needs to have some contingencies around it because you only know what you know. Yeah. Yeah. So absolutely. anyone listening to this now, if you if you go away and you don't implement anything, or you're like, oh, this is great ideas, then it's now your fault, right? Yes. Because you've heard <laughs> the education, you've heard the information. Now you're just being naive to it. True. But a lot of people just don't know. Mm. It sounds logical, but it didn't sound logical to me when I first learned it either. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, totally oh, what's this? An opt-in page? Oh, HTML coding. What is that? Oh my God, what am I doing? <laughs> oh no, that email didn't link up. The email didn't get sent. Oh, what? You just bulk sent 400,000 emails to someone saying, hello, Brett. Like, <laughs> oh, I fucked it all up, man. Like literally I sent out an email once to a subset of 400,000 people saying, hey, Brett, I forgot <laughs> to change the first name field. And I was like, oh no, right? This is going to be... I got probably, I at least got a You would have had at least 10 or 20 replies from the Bretts of those emails though. There was, a, <laughs> there was, actually, a, there was actually a handful. <laughs> um, but the funniest thing was like a lot of people did say, um, I'm not Brett. But what it did was it allowed, it actually became a strategy because right. it allowed me to email back to that person and yes. engage in the conversation. Like these people might've been ghosts 
on my list for ages. I'd open it and read stuff, but never reply. Yeah, right. But then what it allowed me to do is I got to send an email an hour later going, oh my God, I can't believe I did this. So sorry. It was, yeah. one, it was one of my highest open rates. God, that's... So I was able to sell, and I, and I sold probably about fifteen, twenty thousand $20,000 worth of online product. Yeah, like, right. So there's always, there's always a solution within every problem. Yes. It's are you going to be happy to stop at the problem? And that's mm, it. Mm. For me, I'm not. I'm like, damn. I, sh- I felt like rolling into a ball when I sent that email. I was like, that is so silly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what can I do to make it better now? Yeah, you know, yeah. Figure it out. When, when, um, when people are getting their CRM databases um, up to date at the till or, or whatnot, as you said, and they're getting phone numbers as well, like what, what, do, you, what do you think text marketing, what part does it play in overall social uh, overall strategy around marketing as opposed to to email which is obviously free powerful yeah. have you been getting the covid-19 emails uh, sms's from your provider yeah 100% mm. everyone has been right mm. and it's sort of putting it front of mind mm. sms marketing sms's i compare it to sms is like me and you coming over and hanging out in my house. Like anyone who generally SMSs me is there's there's a connection there already. Yes. Right? Yeah. Because you can't find my phone number unless I've given it to you. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Right. Mm-hmm. So relationships tighter. Mm-hmm. Think about that for a second. Mm-hmm. Social media, anyone can find you, and anyone can slide into your DMs. Yep. Yep. Right. Yep. Email marketing, it's sort of getting a little bit. Anyone can sort of find your email, and you forget where you've left your email sometimes, and Mm-hmm. You know, but again, it's still quite a personable thing, but each of those things have different, um, uh, different ways in how you should operate it. Social media, I could post 10 times a day and you'll probably, you know, you'll see a handful of them and it, pro- it won't concern you. Like sure. you go to my, my Instagram story, you might see five to 10 posts a day, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That doesn't annoy you. If I send you, you know, an email a day, yeah, I'd get away with that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if I SMS you every day, it'd be too much. You'd be like, wow, this dude's stalking me. So yeah. every modality has its own way. So SMS you would only utilize when it's important, right? Mm-hmm. So I would use SMS though as soon as someone signs up to my VIP list at my restaurant. Yes. I'd send them an email and I'd also send them an SMS. Yep. I'd go one step further and I'd sign them up to one of my message bots in Facebook and send them an automated message through Facebook Messenger as well. Cause I want to be everywhere. Right. Mm-hmm. And then what it also tells you is, wow, this restaurant's got its head screwed on. Mm-hmm. The meal wasn't that great tonight, but this experience that I've had post, right. And this, this is where cafes fall off a cliff, man. There's no post experience. No, there's nothing. Yeah. There's no post follow up. There's like, it's imagine, think about this. If you had, 50 people on a Saturday, like you're a new restaurant, mm-hmm. right? Or you've got 50 people. Or, uh, how, how many people would generally do you think go into a, let's call it a cafe on, on, a, on any given day? Um, Is 100? Yeah, it, it'd, be, it'd be somewhere between 100 to 200 covers if they're doing things well. Yeah. So imagine you were picking up, say, 20 new people a day, like new people, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Because the others are repeat guests. Yep. 
imagine if you're the cafe owner and you're like, you know what, I'm going to carve out two hours on Monday and I'm going to call everyone who attended our fucking cafe on the weekend. Yeah. Say, hey, my name's Brett. I'm the owner of blah, blah, blah. I just wanted to give you a quick call and thank you very much for, for you know, supporting our local business and we're really looking forward to um, being able to help you you know, or being able to help you enjoy more experiences like this with you and your friends. Yes. Imagine that touch point. Yeah. Doing Seriously, the stuff that's like, left of center, right? Mm. I'll be like, whoa, we're friends. I've talked with the owner. I know the owner. Mm. But who doesn't like it when you go to a nightclub and you're like, oh, yeah, I know the manager. I know the woman. <laughs> I know the guy who owns this. Yeah, you know? street cred. Like, I've know, yeah. I know, I got a, a friend of mine who owns um, the biggest beach club in the world. And I'm like, any opportunity I get, I'm like, yeah, I know him. You know, it's like, hold on a minute. But it's because, but I don't know him to the level that, you know, I mean, I've, I've been to his house, but in a lot of cases, it's just the connection of thinking you, like you know someone. Yes. Yeah. That is brand as well. Because what does that tell you about that brand? Mm. They care. They mm-hmm. care. And guess what food's all about? Mm. Care. Love. Mm-hmm. See all these TV shows made with love. Yes. Well, geez. This restaurant owner just gave me some love. Yeah. I'm going back there next week and I'm going to bring our friend Barry and Sharon. Right? Yes. Especially especially during these times, right? Where people are a lot quieter. Like if you're not if you're not trying to create a CRM database of the people who are doing takeaway coffee um, or or takeaway burgers or whatever you're selling at the moment. um, and if you're not somehow engaging those people to come back. Fucking hell. Like you need to be really thinking about what you're going to do, you know? Yeah. It's you're missing out on a massive opportunity because there's this thing called the law of reciprocity, right? Mm. And if, if I've given you an experience and you, you know, you enjoyed it and then all of a sudden, you know, like I use words and this is where copywriting and psychology and a whole heap of things come into it. Right. And this is why restaurateurs don't do this because they're really good at the food part. Yep, and this is why partnerships is something that a lot of people should be considering right now. Find people yes. who can do it on this side of it, mm-hmm. so you can go and build the beautiful um, restaurant you want. Mm-hmm. It's the language around, you know. Thank you so much for supporting us during this time. Yep. And if I said that, thank you so much for supporting us during this time. Even at the point of sale, when you're ordering a coffee, hey, you know, Sean, thank you so much for for getting your coffee here. Um, we really support. You know, appreciate your support through this time. Mm. You're going to come back and get your coffee there. Yeah. Nine times out of 10, you're going to, because you're like, oh, I'm supporting them. And oh, I don't want to not yeah. support them. Because if I don't get a coffee, I'm telling myself that I'm actually not supporting them anymore. It's, exactly. it's psychology. Yeah. It's super interesting, right? isn't it? Yeah. That if you've got a hundred coffees in the morning and, and you don't even need to build a CRM, you don't, and let's say you do nothing, mm. just change the way in which you say thank you. Yep. Thank yep. you so much for supporting us during this time. We really do appreciate it. Mm. Oh, I'll be back tomorrow. But I've supported my sushi plate. There's a sushi joint literally just down the road from me here. It's yep. like a two-minute walk. Mm-hmm. I've been there every day, I think, for the last three weeks for lunch. Yeah, right. Every day. Yeah, right. I've, because they're kind. They're, you know, they're a Japanese um, couple. You know, old elderly couple. Mm. He's like a... He's like a um, you know, a professional sushi chef and got all the mm. awards and I'm like, yep. I, I actually feel like I'm supporting them. Yes. So like, even if I don't get like, even if I'm not that hungry, I'd better go and support them. You know, my 25 bucks it helps, you know, it's not a lot, but it's like, but imagine being able to rope in 
and the beautiful thing about that is they haven't done anything else other than just be themselves, right? Yeah, but which is fine. That's authentic, things. right? Yep. Imagine mm. if they did other things. Mm. Mm. Different, different ways of getting me to come back, asking me if I'd like to buy a drink as well, you know, which they don't. But right. asking, hey, would, you know, we've got this beautiful blah, blah, blah. Would you like to add that to your order? Mm. Oh, sure. You know, I'm the yep. guy, like, if I get an upsell, I'll get it. Yeah. Right? I'm yep. easily sold because I'm like, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, I've, I've joined the dots. I'll take the drink. Cool. Yeah. It's, it's ways in which we could adopt right now. So business owners, um, listeners need to look at what can you do right now immediately as of after you've listened to this. Or even if you're an overachiever, you're probably listening to this already sending off messages to action stuff, right? Yeah, thinking of ideas. That's mm-hmm. super important. Mm-hmm. Um, what can you be doing in the medium term as well? Right, but then more so, what are you looking long term? What seeds can we plant now? Do we need to plant now? That might not sow anything over the next few weeks. You're not going to make any money from it. It's an investment, mm-hmm. right? So pure AdWords. Let me give you an example. Mm-hmm. So that's a brand new agency, mm-hmm. right? That we've had to invest to get started. Mm. We're giving away five hundred thousand dollar marketing stimulus to small businesses. Yeah, so right. we're committed to work with up to 80 businesses over the next six months for free. Mm-hmm. Okay? Wow. Mm-hmm. That is a huge layer seed, plant some seed. That is a lot right. of investment. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, and it wasn't just a, hey, let's do this and bang, there it is. It's like, let's think it through. Let's work it yeah. out. What could this look like? There, there will be people who are like, I don't even want the stimulus. What you guys are doing is amazing. I just want to work with you at this other level. You know, you don't actually fit this product right now. You actually fit this other product. Yeah, sure. Let's work together. So it's, it's about, you know, what we've done is we've come out and we're giving first, right? It's the give first to receive. Mm-hmm. And that's that whole reciprocity methodology. Yeah, 100%. Mm. Give first to receive. Mm. I love that idea. Uh, Brett, um, I know you're a busy man, so I'm going to let you go. You spent a great hour with me, so I appreciate your time and especially your tactics for hospitality businesses in this in this current time and further on. What's the best way that people can find out about what you're doing at, at Claxon and your other businesses? Yeah, so you can go to um, claxon.agency, C-L-A-X-O-N.agency. Mm-hmm. Um, there is no .com after it. Mm-hmm. It's a few people until we transition into the agency uh, URLs. I like it. Anyway. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can, if you want to apply for that, uh, depending on when this goes live, um, yep. there'll still be opportunity for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, pureadwords.com.au. Go and click on the marketing stimulus, apply for that. Actually, probably um, definitely be something once we sort of, you guys start to open up for, mm-hmm. for a lot of, you know, restaurants, cafes. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can go to brettcampbell.com.au. Go check out my podcast. You know, I share... Now, if you've gotten any value out of what we're talking about today, um, I, I drop about three episodes a week at the moment. And nice. um, yeah, it'll be um, my pleasure to, to try and serve where I can. Awesome. Brett Campbell from Claxon Agency. Thanks so much for joining me on today's podcast.